Yeah, I, I believe you. Yeah, oh man, we took my dad to a local text mess place when he was here, and uh, he asked the waiter, who clearly gave no shits that they were there, uh, for their recommendation of a very smooth tequila. <laughs> and the guy brought over a bottle that I had recognized from Walmart. <laughs> and oh, no. my dad fucking loved it. <laughs> the good doctor. Yeah. He like uh, he likes himself some some Walmart tequila, huh? Yeah. So I I'm All pretty... right. <laughs> oh. I haven't had the heart to tell him where to find it, but I'm sure when he's at Winco next. And that... it says and it says great value on the side. <laughs> he's like, this is a great value, and yeah. he's sitting on it. Speaking of great value, if you're in the great value UFC, you can watch Bellator tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, Dom. It's time for the Pretty Neat Podcast. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. What would it take to make a fan like you listen to a man like me talk about UFC? I don't know. Let's ask my friend Dom. We'll find out who won in the MMA, I think you're pretty neat, but I respect your distance. Get away from my feet. Ryan Hall, why'd you gotta fall in an Aminari roll right into my balls? It's the Pretty Neat Podcast with Dominic and Aaron. Yeah. Hope you don't mind this awful rap. It's bad. It might be, but that's okay, because I spend all day talking about MMA. Okay. Calm down, try to keep your liquor down. John Jones, kill you with the ground and pound. BJ Penn used to be the progeny. Dom and Aaron, now we are the progeny. If you want to go, I'll recommend a show. I suggest Anakin Flow. It's a pretty neat podcast with Dominic and Aaron. you're damn right it's good day to be here you're 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 all lucky to have me we are we're feeling very fortunate thank you for admitting it look at me i'm I'm drinking and flying hey yeah i'll have a diet sprite please (laughs) (laughs) i'm enjoying some arrogant bastard ale stone brewing company shout out come on the pretty neat podcast sponsor <laughs> I'm down for that. What are what are you drinking, Ryan? Uh in uh in uh honor of one Michael Bisping, I have a, a Sapporo or as he likes to call it, a Sapopo. I'm drinking a little Sapopo. Nice. Right about now. Underrated that Sapporo. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. You I know, think... oh wait. Self-incriminating. I used to think that Sapporo was a Japanese beer. In fact, it is brewed in Canada. Really? That's what it says on the bottle. So is Foster's. Huh. Mm -hmm. That surprises me. I thought Foster's was Australian for beer. Australian for full of shit? Yeah. (laughs) That's, uh, yeah, brilliant. I actually was going to comment on your, 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 you were saying you were flying and drinking. Um, because you you have a Top Gun Maverick background, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
uh, is that a settled nod to the fact that we all picked Mike the Maverick Kiesa to win this past weekend and he did not? <laughs> Unintentionally, yes. <laughs> would you would you like me to record also and send it to you or no? Uh no. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. I'm glad you made it, man. I was worried that uh Dude, I don't even want to talk about what was going on. Okay, let's not. You know what I do want to talk about? Yeah. Lights? Cyril gone. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about Cyril gone. What do you guys think? He's so good. <laughs> so nimble, so agile. Nimble and agile, that's kind of the same uh, terminology, pardon. But uh, effective striking just took a, took Derek Luce's best weapon and said, fuck you, not going to do it, and proceeded to just piece him up. I will note that I said that Derek Luce would win by third-round TKO. I guess what I meant to say was that Cyril Gaon would win by third-round TKO. <laughs> uh, so slight error on my part, but otherwise, the rest was correct. Now, mm-hmm. Did I say Cyril by decision? No, you did not. <laughs> I didn't. What did I say? Uh, you picked Derek Lewis. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, yeah, I picked Derek Lewis. <laughs> no, no, no. I definitely, I definitely did not pick Derek Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I am pretty sure you picked Derek Lewis in the end. No, you picked Derek Lewis. No, I didn't. I picked Gone by submission. <laughs> I think I said that Gone or that Cyril. Yeah, you did. That's right. I think I said Derek Lewis could come out and knock him out, but I am almost certain I picked Cyril Gone. I meant to pick Cyril Gone. <laughs> well, I'd give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> what did you write down? Did I pick Derek Lewis? I am bringing it up as we speak. Okay. I think I had him by decision. Nope, you picked gone by decision. You did. Yeah, okay. I okay. stand a hundred percent corrected. It looked like it might go to a, a decision, and then he cracked him and then just beat the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. And then the fight was over. And Derek Lewis just looked lost from the time the fight started. Mm-hmm. I think to me that was a bigger shock than Gon's performance. I think Cyril Gon's performance was. That was what I was mean, supposed to happen, right? But he's obviously the more skilled fighter. And he, man, he is a combination of size and, like Ryan was saying, technique and swiftness. Can we, can we synthesize being nimble and being, <laughs> what was the other word you used? Agile. <laughs> Agile into being swift. And he, swift. Uh, he moves so man, fluidly. And he's just so good. And he, he, and he buckled him with that vicious leg kick probably like the ninth one and that was it was already over but it was over at that point here's the highest strike differential in a heavyweight title fight 99 to 8 yeah crazy but that's what Derek Lewis was looking for the one though so I mean I mean I guess what else would you expect so yeah he's uh he's I really really like him you like him enough to say he's going to beat Francis? Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah. Ah, uh, jeez. Yeah. I I think I think he could beat Francis. But you know what? Francis might be faster. Hmm. Than Derek Lewis. Not than Cyril Gone. 
Definitely, but I think he might be. Oh, uh, you know what? He's not faster than Cyril's jab. No. He has a serious jab. It was flicking so hard that Derek thought it was eye pokes. Yep, and it was not even close. That was nope. not an eye poke by any stretch of the imagination. He's got punched really hard in the eye, and that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> like Ryan, I'll go as far as to say I think Cyril beats Francis comfortably. Okay, so then does he beat John Jones? See, that's the it's that's the fight I want. That's what you want. Because I don't really know how you manage yourself in a fight with Cyril Gon, and I don't really know how you manage a fight with John Jones. If if Cyril Gon can do what Dominic Reyes and Tiago Santos. Santos, thank you. I wanted to say Santos, then I was like, wait, is it? I think I got to mix yeah. up with the soccer player, Tiago. Um, if he can take that formula and make John's life difficult, mixed with his size and speed and skill, that is a that's a long day at the office for Johnny Jones, man. I think I would have to pick Jones in that fight, but that is that is no cakewalk, and that is that is like I can't sit down for that fight. That's a stand up. No no deep breaths because I might pass out. Who do you think opens as a favorite for that? I don't think there's been odds for Jones, Jones but Jones Jones. Yeah. he's the public name. Did you know Gon opened as the favorite over Francis at first? It has since flipped from what I've been told. So do you know how that works? Are you familiar with how that works? Well, money came in. So money comes in one way. So they swing it the other way, mm-hmm. uh, which means people were, what was the line like, for him and Francis? You it know? was, it was so, it was so thin. Yeah. It was, it was like, minus 105 and minus one. <laughs> oh, okay so it was basically even anyway. yeah okay yeah that's probably right i think francis has earned that but man cyril gone yeah so does he good. beat does he beat <laughs> stipe yes yeah handily stipe now yeah i think so okay if- if Stipe can get clipped by Cormier, he definitely get clipped by uh, Cyril Gon, right? There's an obvious speed and striking advantage there in yeah. Gon, and and Stipe is not getting any younger. Now it would be interesting to have the hypothetical argument as to like Stipe f- four or five years ago, but yeah. you know that's. Yeah. That's a episode of Marvel's What If. That's not reality. <laughs> right. Dana White's What If. <laughs> <laughs> I Wednesdays on ESPN Plus. I what <laughs> man, Stipe three years ago. Stipe like 2018, who just bullied Francis into the ground. Or mm-hmm. Stipe who knocked out Overeem. Mm-hmm. I think, see, I think that Stipe is the best heavyweight of all time. So I don't know how Zirogon does. The issue is we have CTE Stipe now. And <laughs> I just, I just don't know. This is why I've been open. I just want him to retire. The, just move on, man. It's cool. Run three Stipe Miocic MMA gyms, do a podcast, do some commentating, but also don't. And and he's already made a ton of money. He's a fireman. Like he's only like thirty six. Like he's he's not old. <laughs> he just he's old for UFC standards. And he's been hit hard a couple of times. 
And mm-hmm. I don't know how many of those big heavyweight shots you can really take. Yeah. Do you think Jones is actually going to come back? <laughs> we got a no. There's a no from Dom. Because I'm start- I'm not. I'm not back? saying no. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. Maybe. No, okay. I am. I'm saying no. I'm saying no. I'm starting to think it. not. I don't yeah, see I don't it anymore. See it. That's my thing. Is that like? I could see him coming back and fighting Stipe and beating Stipe and then losing to Cyril or Francis. But Cyril's a problem. Do you think, okay, over, under, we played this game a couple weeks ago, but I don't think with John Jones. Over, under, one and a half more fights for John Jones in his UFC career. Now, I'm not saying combat sports career because I have a follow-up question. His UFC career, over, under, one and a half more fights. Uh, I'll stick to my previous answer. I, I said over. I still think it's over. It's too, It's a... I almost said at least two fights. I honestly think that it's two fights. Um, okay. But it's interesting, the distinction you made, like UFC career. Um, yeah. My question is how long in my real question is, well, Aaron, I want your answer first. Uh, I'm going to say under also, or I'm going to say under. You think under one and a half. I also kind of think under one and a half. I can see him winning the heavyweight title and just walking away as the greatest light heavyweight of all time, the greatest men's fighter of all time. He's going to pull a John Elway? (laughs) How dare you? <laughs> John Elway I, retired as a champion. Yeah, he sure did. You're right about that. Um, back to back, or they they went back to back, right? They went back to back. Nineties Bron- Broncos, yeah. Broncos, man, I haven't thought uh, about that shit in a long time. Shout out to Roll Davis. Um, <laughs> I think how how long is okay? I'm going to play another over under with you guys. <laughs> over under July 2022. John Jones in some sort of celebrity boxing match. 2022? That's next summer. So 11 months from right now. Over or under 11 months? Over. Over. Okay. Over or under 11 months from now? John Jones fighting in, and I know how crazy this sounds, Bellator or PFL or top rank boxing. Uh, I'll go. I'll go conspiracy theory. <laughs> one no. FC. He's in no. one. Well, sure, one FC. I don't care. Whatever. Colorado is modifying the MMA rule set to allow one fc to come to the united states for the first time and if they can do that they're cutting big checks to their fighters he's under contract he would have to have the ufc allow him to be released from his contract the one fc light heavyweight and heavyweight champion is a double champ is undefeated yeah, we all and know John. Is, and, and, yeah, yeah, you that's know who fine. that is. That's and fine. His name is? John. Yeah. Okay, 
Chris, and John Jones is a minus 5,000 favorite against them. And I don't even have to know their name, but I just think we're going to see it's, it's a little strange to me with John Jones. I'm trying to come up with a parallel for how I see this. This would be like, do you guys remember when, was it Kanye West or Jay-Z? They came out with like, what was it? Title, the music streaming service. And they were like, Hey, you can only get our music on title. And everyone was like, that's cool. We're still not going to subscribe to that. You know what I'm talking about? Some Or some sort of like obscure exclusivity deal. But I guess the better comparison would not be title. You can edit that out. It would be, um, <laughs> it would be like Canelo Alvarez fighting on DAZN. You want to watch Canelo? You got to pay DAZN's monthly fee. And then, but but in this scenario... The company John Jones signs with has the money to pay him, unlike DAZN and Canelo, which is why Canelo is no longer exclusively a DAZN guy. But even yeah, still, he's a free agent. Does John Jones maybe? But he he did sign a big deal with DAZN. Yes, he did. And so, then DAZN didn't actually have that money. So right, DAZN. It's like <laughs> we're named DAZN for Christ's sakes. Yeah, you think we have money? Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's an interesting concept. Actually, I think it's more interesting the fact that you could have potentially in MMA somebody of the caliber of, say, John Jones, who would be like an independent fighter who could sign like one mega deal at a time to have these awesome crossover fights. Uh, that is that's what, that's what Deontay Wilder's been doing. That's way more intriguing. I like that far more. That actually kind of gets me excited um hmm. but that that's not going to happen because he's under contract and ufc is how many more fights do we know i have no idea yeah. but who represents john jones uh i think a russian dude no no oh no he's represented by that bot new the boxing uh force yeah the biggest who? the biggest boxing promoter on the planet Ed, Ed, eddie hearn yeah John Jones is represented by Eddie Hearn. If I recall correctly, yeah. Is that uh, that can't be right? It, I, uh, he took Eddie Hearn is a fucking moron, and I have no idea how he has become so successful. But that's a separate that we'll do we'll do boxing corner next week. I don't want to get upset again. <laughs> if you if you <laughs> Bing search John Jones Eddie Hearn, you don't get anything. Yeah, it's probably not true. And what's the what's the the Brock? Oh no, this is from a year ago. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Here's uh, when I bring this, I bring goddamn computers. Eddie Hearn, Eddie Hearn. For the record, if you aren't familiar with him, he represents most of the biggest fighters on the planet. He represents Anthony Joshua. I believe he represents Canelo Alvarez now. Triple G, uh, Vasily Lomachenko. I believe he has some sort of connection to, uh, I want to say Billy Joe Saunders, but frankly, he has the two biggest shows in boxing and then one of the best. Yeah, that's wild. Mm. And he's a complete moron, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, and how did he become a famous boxing promoter? He took over his dad's boxing promotion. <laughs> anyway. 
That's a straight Trump story right there. Eddie, Eddie <laughs> Hearn, if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Any, any wrap-up thoughts on Cyril Gone? He's really good. He's so good. He's so good. He's almost uh, prodigious in the yeah. in how quickly he has learned um, just MMA in general and his maturity as a fighter. Patient, um, just able to take away somebody's biggest strength and and neutralize it. It's it's great. It's it's fantastic to watch. Would you pick him against Francis? Or will, will you pick him against Francis? I will. I will. You heard it here first. I will pick Ooh. him to win. I love it. <laughs> How do you think he'd win? Decision? Knockout. Because Francis is a very, very much so a pressure fighter. Although, okay, although, he did display more patience against Stipe. But that's not Stipe's game. So I would expect him to try and pressure Cyril knowing that his path to victory is being the more aggressive fighter, which also plays into Cyril's biggest strength as a counter striker and being able to use his mm-hmm. swiftness to evade yes. those power punches. <laughs> yeah. um, that's my initial thoughts. Obviously I'm an idiot, so that could play out far different I, of course, am the one who picked Derek Lewis to knock out Cyril Gone, and that did not happen. So take it for what you will. But that's that pick wasn't that's not a crazy pick. You did I, make that pick on a feeling, and that was his route to victory, and why he's number three in the rankings is because he does upsets like that. So I yeah. for, you're forgiven. I think that's a reasonable choice. Yeah, I think um, it's a reasonable fuck my, choice too. Fuck my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Trump 24. Uh I think the I think the difference with Sirogon and Stipe is that preparing for Sirogon is nothing like preparing for Stipe. It's the only yeah. similarities is that it's a heavyweight fight. Everything else is different. I don't and the problem with Stipe or 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 Sirogon rather is like how do you prepare for that? How do you find a guy that big that moves like that? Yeah, he was to, really to practice with. I don't know. <laughs> yeah well you probably don't no what do you think of Vicente Vicente Luque I'm, I'm interested to see like if Chiesa had made better judgment on like entry how that fight would have gone because he seemed to be controlling things and then he just it was a, it was it was an error it was a strategic error on his part and Vincente just he locked up that Darcy it was immediate too yeah and you know you gotta think that uh his homeboy um god I can't think of his name right now Gilbert Burns Mr. Burns yes uh probably had a hand in like helping him prepare for some of that in in types of like scramble situations and different positions that he could find himself in because it was quick, just how he locked up that choke. Yeah. He talked about, or I've heard hit, uh, somebody said that, yeah, he's a brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but he has a black belt jar, uh, Dar's choke. Because um, <laughs> I guess he's used it immensely in, in sparring and 
Uh, it's like his go-to move. Uh, Mike Chiesa was being interviewed by Paul Felder and was asked about if he made a mistake. <laughs> and that was pretty much Chiesa's answer is I completely underestimated his Darce and I thought that I was safe in that position and that I could work my way out of it into something else. But it was just too perfect. It was just in too deep. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about the Darsh because it's you have that arm in situation, right? If if I'm not incorrect in stating that, you it's almost like a false sense of security. And you can see he wasn't even trying to defend it. And then as soon as he realized the position that he was in, it was done. There was he was not getting out of it. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Do you think? Okay. Well, what's next for him? Is he up for Usman after Colby? Or are they're, we saying they're going to push? They're going to push that and fight Edwards. Yeah, you think they're going to have Vicente fight Edwards? Uh, let's see. So this is August. I do. Yeah, I do. They're gonna. Have, this is August. Usman's not gonna fight until November. Mm, yeah. You want to try and ride the no, the momentum. Uh, Leon already said he wasn't gonna fight until next year. You're gonna need a few months, let's say five to six, before the next fight. So if you have Usman and Covington fight in November, and then Usman likely destroys Colby, which I'm thinking. We're all on the same page there. You have Leon fights Vincente in January. And then in April or May, you fight they, the winner of that fights uh, Usman. That, 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 seem, that seems yeah. logical. Yeah. yeah. I think so. And then Kamaru beats them. And, yeah. And, and I whatever. Don't, I, I don't think Vincente can beat Kamaru. I, I don't know who really could beat Kamaru right now. Rory McDonald. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jacare Souza. Kayla, ha- Kayla Harrison. Fight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I found out that Kayla Harrison used to be a 145 champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. How her trainer says she's better at 145. Yeah. And, and like, uh, that's awesome, except she has to be able to do that not on Anavar or Decca <laughs> in, in the UFC anyway. So. You know, hey, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's raise a glass to Jacare. Goodbye, Jacare. It was fun watching your arm break. All right, that was fun. Let's move on. Cool. cool. That was a wicked snap that reverberated through his shoulder. Yeah. Did you know that um, because of the young lady who broke her arm on Saturday, that it makes five pay per views in a row with a uh, with a bone break? makes sense to end a fight yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh that's right because it was a doctor stoppage i forgot about that yeah Yeah. and weidman and connor yep and jacare and And then jacare oh wow with the floppy shit remember the like oh yeah it looked like an elephant penis Uh, Uh who was that because it was he was fighting the scottish dude yeah it was way funny uh (laughs) shit what is his name Paul Craig. Paul yes. Craig. <laughs> Paul Craig. That yes. So that's so good. Right. That's so good. Yes. But, but Paul Craig fought, and you're talking about 
uh, uh, something Hill. Yes, uh, uh, Jamal, Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill. Yes. Yeah. So and then so it was Weidman, then Jamal, then Jacare, then Connor, and then this poor young woman checked a kick or something. And man, when they showed the close up, there's just a big old dent where the bone is broken, and I was. <sighs> headed, for, headed for a plate in your forearm yeah well so speaking of be- broken bones and leg kicks uh one of you put a note in here are we watching a, me- a meta shift in leg kicks and i yep. want to i want to know that i want to expand on that was that from the dom dome that was from me yeah that was what's from going right on here you know what I'm, you know what the, do you know what the meta is what well what's your description in this sense so well like metadata on like mm-hmm. a photograph is like all the stuff about the photograph right mm-hmm. Me- the meta in like a video game or even in like basketball or football is like someone who has has added a twist to the the sort of traditional way of playing the game in order to gain an advantage so like the golden state warriors who i hate figured out that three points is more than two and if you can stack a few guys but it's not that it's three points is more than two it's that it's 33 percent more than two and you would take if you could have someone who could hit a three-point shot at 40 percent versus somewhere between 50 and well like well depending on the player 46 and 54 percent for a two-point shot you would rather take two extra steps back and trade 15% for the potential of 33%, right? And everyone's like, oh, they're so smart. Three is more than two. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're 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 correct. But that only works if you have guys who can do it, right? If you have Shaquille O'Neal, you get him the ball as close to the hoop as you can because that's like a 96% shot. And you would rather have 96% than 56 okay? In a video game, the meta is like, if you've ever watched competitive Super Smash Brothers, that doesn't look anything like the Super Smash Brothers we played as kids because they have figured out exactly how many frames a a character can go off the ledge while still being able to recover in order to hit their opponent, right? I feel like in fighting, we're watching a meta shift, in MMA anyway, a meta shift where guys are like, oh, hey, if I just pound the shit out of this guy's front leg, he can't load up and plant on it, and then he can't punch as hard. And it sounds obvious, except that there was nobody who was like, hey, you know what you should do? Really kick the shit out of his front leg until it started happening, right? <laughs> and and we saw it with Connor and Dustin twice. We saw it with, of, of course, Cyril gone. We've seen this leg kick thing now, and I'm sure, I know there are fight, fights, fights and fighters that I'm missing from here, but it just seems like something that we're kind of seeing a, a new element of the game that, that fighters are starting to adopt. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, I 100% agree with that sentiment because it is an excellent way for somebody that's either a heavy uh, jab puncher, right? Where you're putting a lot of pressure on your front leg and mm-hmm. or somebody that's wrestling heavy to take some sting away from their double leg or single leg by hitting the leg so that they can't put a lot of pressure on it. However, I present a counter argument to that 
Okay. We actually saw in the same UFC pay-per-view card. I know what you're going to say. Jose Aldo in the round one against Pedro Munoz, who is also notorious for being a effective lower leg striker, checked every single one of his kicks and was actually not looking to land leg strikes, but instead knew that that was going to be utilized against him to neutralize some of his striking so that he actually turned to checking all of his leg kicks. And then once that was done and he knew that he wasn't going to be able to uh, land that effective lower leg strike, he started getting pieced up. Right. Mm -hmm. Now also part of that is that Jose has spent a lot of time working with the Brazilian Navy boxing club. I don't know. There's something about that. Yeah. (laughs) Navy boxing Marine force. Delta, <laughs> something of that of that effect, but um, but it, it actually was something that I feel like we were probably going to see a lot more of that going forward. Is that people that may be more prone to taking leg strikes, mm-hmm. uh, who were at one point heavy leg kickers, that now they're going to be checking a lot more leg kicks and looking to land like he did lower leg kicks later in the fight. Um, that's also based upon the skill set, but I, I was really intrigued with just the way that he countered that because that's one of Pedro Munoz's, um, more effective tactics. You know, he's high volume, but also targeting the head and the leg at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong about that, but there was also, and I, I should have written down the name because I, I'd have, well, let me go back and look while I'm talking. There was also a fight on this card, though, where we saw a leg kick result in like a hematoma of the leg for. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. And and so that was like they thought his leg was broken. Yeah. Right. What fight was that? I'm looking right now because I know the one you're talking about. I've got it. Got to be better than this. This is my fault. I should have been ready. Uh, it was Alonzo Menafield and Ed Herman. Ed yes. Herman's like on the, on the, to shit. On the prelims. Yes. Yeah. His leg, they, I mean, the doctor was like, jump on it. And he was like, what? No, I can't. You know? <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, that came from leg kicks. So like, I, I definitely think there is a way to stop it. It's just how are guys going to figure out how to do it? And does the way you check it depend on your opponent? I don't know. I think it probably I just think it's it's an interesting wrinkle. Yeah. Well, Jose also was one of the first even back at WEC employed leg kicks as a disabler of the front leg like that. So he's been like really involved with leg kicks for the last 15 20 years. Yeah. So it could be that he's you have to now become an expert at checking them and you have to really become an expert at checking them like Jose Yep. Uh, and then know when to deploy it. Uh, and I, and Jose's really just one of those guys who can interrupt rhythms, you know, uh, with his leg kicks. And he was definitely the the man when it came to blocking him. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think that 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 Jose Aldo beats TJ. The the Jose that we saw this past Saturday, I think, could beat TJ. You do. Yep. The TJ we saw a couple weeks ago, I think so. 
the younger fighter beats beats TJ. Yep, I think <laughs> now that, that now that I we think, know he's younger. <laughs> I think that Jose's youth and his experience <laughs> will guide him to victory. Uh, so yeah i want to see jose's real birth certificate but that's a different discussion uh or, or he's not cuban though so we he's, he's not 45 he's also yeah he's also not from the dr which is where they're they're notorious for doing it in bat in baseball um yeah i don't know well cubans too i guess yeah. i don't know i don't know <laughs> he looked fucking good I he, did. Say. he did he yeah. did I like the tiny tornado too, Tisha Torres. I thought she looked sharp. Uh, oh, okay, that's fun. Yeah, uh, kind of what we expected, though. At least for me, uh, it really wasn't wasn't all that amazing. Is Angela Hill good? Angela Hill is very good. At what? Uh, everything. Really. But the UFC okay. has great fighters. And uh, I'm very curious how long she... I think she's a company gal, you know, a Sam Alvey type. Uh, so I think she'll be around, but I do think she would do better in other organizations. Uh, that's probably true. So her last few fights, a loss to Torres. She beat Ashley Yoder. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost to Watterson. Lost to... Gadelia, Gadelia, yeah. Uh, beat look Lu- <laughs> boon me, sure. Uh, is that <laughs> a no me. contest now with Siffers? January of 2020, yeah, it might be. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag for, for Angela Overkill Hill. That's a cool nickname. I don't know. She's 14th in women's straw weight, yeah. You don't think she has a shot at Rose in no. uh, two more victories? No, <laughs> I, I don't. No, of course not. <laughs> I just like flabbergasting you. Do you know what my favorite thing about the strawweight division is? Hmm. <laughs> in the episode of Embedded, when Joanna fought Zhang Wei Li, in the press conference, Joanna looks at Zhang Weili and says, and I, I can't do the accent, but she goes, you think you can fuck with the Polish nation? Mm-hmm. Like, hang on. <laughs> I seem to remember a guy who was like, all right, where do we go first? And they were like, Poland, <laughs> like, just take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. But it's just, it was just weird. Like, don't, of all the nations to have behind you, I don't know if Poland is the one you want. <laughs> that's my hot take i have nothing against the polish people they're they're a beautiful people they have jan, jan belhowitz yeah. is polish he polish power. maybe polish he could have maybe he could have helped in like 1937 whenever that was they're, they're very they're very susceptible to the blitzkrieg though so <laughs> it's not very good for them now, Poland. I can Poland. Only, I can Susceptible only, to the Blitzkrieg. I can only imagine, Dom, how it's going to feel once we have a Polish champion and a French champion, and then and it's just all the allied nations. <laughs> yeah, is, is Switzerland in there somewhere, too? They're going to be. Yeah. The Netherlands is coming back. <laughs> the, the Netherlands? We're going to need a dark horse from Germany. 
The time is now. <laughs> totally. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, what do you do with Derek now? Uh, tie to Avasa? You think? That would be a hell of fun. Because Ty is not ranked and Derek is still third. Can yeah, Derek he- can Derek headline an event anymore? Yeah. Headway. You think Headway. so? Yeah. I think he's tied to Ivasa for sure. Like on yeah. a fight night? It's definitely a fight night. Yeah, for sure. It's not, yeah. Maybe uh Ty will maybe Ty will beat Walt Harris, who he's fighting next. And Walt Harris is eleven. So maybe if he beats Walt, then he could fight Derek. <laughs> I'd like to see Ty Tuavasa and Derek Lewis, but I don't know what you do with Derek Lewis. I, I think he's, I mean, talk about being exposed. Good Lord. Yeah. And he's beat everyone. He's beat like the five people below him too. So it's kind of one of those things where he's going to have to shoot way down for his next one. Yeah. He's a temporary gatekeeper status at this point, right? He beat. He knocked out Blades. He knocked out Volkov. Yeah, yeah yep. he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Those are really the only two people that come to mind in like the top five for heavyweights, other than like up and comers or obscure Russians that you couldn't place in a lineup. Dude, yeah. there's there's two Sergeys in the top fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sergey Spivak and Sergey Pavlovich. I love it. Okay, you put them side by side. Can you tell me who's who? No. They could both be sitting in this room. I wouldn't recognize them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could put Claudia Gadelia and Jessica Andrade next to me, and I couldn't tell the difference. Oh, I could so, because one has... Well, did Claudia cut off all her hair, too? You see? <laughs> Wait, okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna run these really quick. Okay, July seventh, twenty eighteen. That was was that Stepe, uh, DC one. It must have been right. I think so. And uh, so Ngano Lewis, best fight in UFC history. <sighs> then he beats <laughs> Volkov, and that's when he was losing, and until there were twelve seconds left, and then he wasn't anymore. And then. Three and a half weeks later, uh, DC rolled him up and submitted him. Then mm-hmm. he lost to Dos Santos. And then he goes on a run of Ivanov, Latifi, Olenek, and Curtis Blades before Saturday night. So it's, I think the legend of Derek Lewis is, is sounder than the performances of Derek Lewis. I agree. Is that too aggressive of me? No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, you, you remember all the big wins and then you forget about the the meh performances. And the, the meh performances come against the best fighters. Is he the is he the Jorge Masvidal of the heavyweight class? Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I'd put him there, yeah. I'm just spitballing here. Ouch. Yeah. That's entertaining though. I gotta say, uh he has a beautiful switch kick, uh, even though it never landed. His Ooh, Derek switch, Lewis? Yeah. For a guy that big, I agree. If that, if he landed that on any heavyweight, he would take them out. And if he yeah. did that, I'd probably say he's more of a well-rounded guy than that one-trick power pony. You got to get up early in the morning to switch kit Sirogan, though. That is yeah. a text. That's like day one of Muay Thai class. And Sirogan, I mean, come on. He Derek Lewis was telegraphing it in a way that I could see it coming. 
But <laughs> the fact that a guy that big was doing that as well as he was, hats, hats off to him. You know? Yeah. Hey, there's no UFC this weekend. No, there's not. That's a, you know what? It's a good time for a breather, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think so? I do. Yeah. Well, plus, if you if you like really really want your mma fix of course there is bellator uh and that's fun (laughs) is it you got pfl tomorrow too yeah you're gonna watch pfl no (laughs) i don't think so maybe no yeah it's the play rory mcdonald's gonna fight roy cooper Cooper. you know what i i might i might check in i'll watch yeah, I'm also looking forward to watching watching uh, Curtis Millinder fight Gleason Tebow. I, I just like watching Tebow fight. Gleason Tebow is a, is a top ten name of all time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that'll be a fun one. And then Kayla Harrison is on uh, next week. Yes, and I will definitely be tuning in for that. And you know what? For for the jokes, PFL is an entertaining production for sure. They've done a good job with it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't The Rock own part of that and Chris Hart? Do they? Who's Chris Hart? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Uh, Does PFL The Rock, does The Rock own part of PFL? I got some of The Rock's energy drinks the other day. Really? The Rock has energy drinks? Of course he does. I also have his his tequila. I was about to ask if they were one and the same. (laughs) And you know what? His tequila's good. Yeah, I, I believe you. Yeah, oh man, we took my dad to a local text mess place when he was here, and uh, he asked the waiter, who clearly gave no shits that they were there, uh, for their recommendation of a very smooth tequila. <laughs> and the guy brought over a bottle that I had recognized from Walmart. <laughs> and oh, no. my dad <laughs> fucking loved it. <laughs> oh. The good doctor. Yeah, and, he like uh, he likes himself some some Walmart tequila, huh? Yeah. So I I'm all pretty, right. <laughs> oh. I haven't had the heart to tell him where to find it, but I'm sure when he's at Winco next, and it that, says and it says great value on the side. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is a great value, and yeah. he's sipping on it. Speaking of great value, if you're into great value UFC, you can watch Bellator <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> 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 hey this guy honestly i and i i know this is like a baseball video game meme but some of the bellator names look like a you know like in if you played like uh like rbi baseball 95 they'd have the like auto generated <laughs> american names that the japanese people think and it'd be like it'd be like travis travison or whatever <laughs> That's how some of the Bellator stuff is. It's like, oh, it's Magomed Magomedov. <laughs> and then there's another one on there, too, down on the right. Is, uh, 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 yeah, right there. Kadzimurat Best... Kad- <laughs> Bestev. Like, all right. And then Jeffrey Glossner and Kendley St. Louis. It's like, is this... <laughs> Is this a super aggressive porn movie or an auto-generated list of MMA names? I don't know. Damn. I could I'm in alignment with that, except for Gay Guard Musasi, who's a pretty 
relevant name in MMA for a long time. Yeah, but his name is Gayguard. <laughs> so it is <laughs> part of my elaborate aggressive. Yeah, porn, it's it's porn. back to option one right there. <laughs> oh hey guys, and his what? nickname is the Dreamcaster, which is what he screams yeah. when he you know what never mind. Go ahead. Yeah that's not good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was just I was just gonna say that you're right that Kevin Hart is one of the owners of the PFL. Wow. Do you know who also is an owner of the PFL and The Rock is not one of them? But this is uh, this is interesting slash funny. But Tony Robbins, yes, the Tony <laughs> Robbins, author, speaker, and life strategist Tony Robbins is an owner of the PFL. How about that? Did you, How does yeah. that tickle your fancy? I'm gonna let's let's play a game. How much money do you think Tony Robbins is worth? So many millions. I'll say uh, I'll say 220 million. Between five and six hundred. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Do 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 do. Ready? Tony Robbins' net worth six hundred million dollars. Yeah, well, I was looking at it. I didn't guess, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I can tell you you can do it at the airport Marriott for $600 million. I'll do it way less, for way less than $600 million. Wow. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of? Like the picture of this celebrity net worth, this headshot. Mm-hmm. You remember the uh, the villain in the James Bond movies of the 70s, Jaws? That's exactly <laughs> who he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I completely see that. Can you see it? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. I think he looks like the guy with the nail in his head from Happy Gilmore. Yeah, he sure does. It's the same guy. Mr. Larson. (laughs) It's the same person, Aaron. I feel so dumb. (laughs) Oh, it's the the same actor? It's the same actor. Oh, okay. Richard Keel. (laughs) <laughs> that's the same person <laughs> oh my gosh dude this richard keel oh, oh he passed away in 2014 that's unfortunate he was a giant he was like from, over seven feet tall from detroit michigan he was in fact seven foot two boom wow he was in inspector gadget happy gilmore the longest yard the first one uh <laughs> silver streak he was in silver ten- streak really yeah, tangled with, with Gene in Wilder 2010. <laughs> I'm a 60 uh, year old man. What happened here? Yeah, was G- yeah, Gene Wilder. Sure. Gene Wilder was <laughs> Richard Pryor is in that movie too. Ned Beatty, I gotta check out Silver Streak, but also I won't. Uh, <laughs> it's Richard Pryor, man. It's good, man. When he says, and you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot, I just <laughs> I just can't. He's like, he's like, are you gonna reach the green from here, shooter? He's like, that's not possible, sir. And he's like, I beg to differ. Happy Gilmore accomplished that feat no less than an hour ago. <laughs> Fucking wonderful. Okay. All right, let's move on. I yeah. love Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, probably fourth best movie of all time. Also recently uh brought up on on this podcast by one. Dominic, in uh, comparison to Bryson DeChambeau. Yes, that's right. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and in fact, I was 
golfing two days ago and uh, some of the language happy used found its way. <laughs> Go in your home. What, you don't like your home? Are you too good for your home? It's mostly just, yeah, it's just loudly yelling fuck after you hit the ball. So, had, oh, golf is so hard. Golf is hard. Have either of you so been hard. to a Top Golf? Yes. No, I have not. I noticed Cyril gone playing at mm-hmm. Top Golf on Embedded, and yes. it looked way fun and like yeah. high tech. Yeah. And like, no, for Top Golf is for real the best way to spend three hours. I'm not even exaggerating. It's so much fun. No shit, because there's a huge one here in mm-hmm. Texas that's like four or five stories. Yeah, because it's Texas, everything's bigger. Yep. Uh, and I've been wanting to go, man. Yep. I've only been to the one in Vegas. I've been there a couple times, but they're putting one only about 45 minutes from me, so I'm pretty excited for that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I uh, this is a total aside, but I I think you guys should know. Because you you were aware that my washer passed away, uh, and I had to buy a new washer and dryer. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that, but I do now. Uh, my my condolences. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. In, in lieu of flowers, where can I send a donation to its favorite charity? <laughs> uh, Whirlpool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they specialize in ocean cleanup. Yeah, I, I got a. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've been. Uh, I had to hand wash clothes. I finally had my new washer and dryer, all smart Wi-Fi, you know, talks to you type shit. And uh, they came and installed it yesterday. And the manufacturer installed the leveling feet only on one of the units. So, like, my washer has four leveling feet on it and is impossible to level because you'd have to do each feet individually and lower them all at once. And my dryer has no leveling feet and cannot be leveled. <sighs> okay. Man. Just what does that have to do with Topgolf? <laughs> <laughs> he said, prefaced, full aside. <laughs> yeah. All I right. don't know. I don't know. I'm just, we only have like four or five minutes left until can we they come and, off tonight. So. Can they come and fix it? Yeah, Costco. I mean, they have to. Yeah, it's Costco. So, you know, they're, they're yeah, good. You, you bought a warranty. I yeah. got I got new eyeglasses from Costco. I, I got my prescription somewhere else, and then I went and picked up the glasses, and they do this weird fisheye effect out of my peripherals, and it makes me nauseous, so I can't wear them. Huh. Yeah, I got to get it. I got to get that figured out. Weird. Yeah, we're uh, they, uh, apparently washers and dryers are a big part of the supply shortage right now too. Mm-hmm. So if we uh, if we um, can't if they can't repair it, we might have to wait like a month or just buy a different unit. But yeah. and can you not use it? Uh, we cannot use the washing machine, but we can use the dryer. Surprisingly, okay. So I have to hand wash shit, and uh, I don't know if you've hand washed laundry because it's not. 1921 but do you have have one of those washboards do you have a washboard no do you wear your bonnet in the front yard with the washboard and the big bucket and then you string it you string them up on the on the clothesline with your washboard and on your clothesline 
and then you're hanging out your linens and your knickers. Yeah, yeah. And then you and then you do your you do your thread point needling or whatever. My wife yeah. is quilting me a new shirt as we speak. Yeah, that got really strange really fast. But you know what? I really would like to see you dressed up like like Middle Miss Little Miss Muffet, sitting yeah. on your tuffet. Yeah, sitting on your tuffet. You can eat your curds and whey. Also, like who the who the Seriously, who the fuck eats curds and whey? I don't know. People from I Poland. Was, people from Poland, yeah. <laughs> I was having a conversation with someone yesterday, and they were saying, they were, the discussion was, so we had students for the first day this year yesterday, and I was asking them cake or pie, and like idiots, most of them said cake. Anyway, a different adult said, well, do you like cheesecake? Because I was saying cake is stupid, you should only eat pie. And I was like, I want one small piece of cheesecake, once every three years cheesecake is also not cake it's pie plus cheese it should not be called cake but that's a different discussion and then this other person goes well that's how i feel about hot dogs i want hot dogs only once like every three years and i was like cool then another adult goes well hot dogs are animal parts you shouldn't eat that and i was like well steak is an animal part like, oh, I have this nice cut of filet mignon. At least it's not an animal part. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, my, my, my dad being... Uh, that's the type of shit you're going to hear if you walk into my classroom. <laughs> the, the good doctor was a science teacher, as you mm-hmm. know, for a very long time. I do. And uh, I will never forget when a substitute science teacher microwaved a sealed metal thermos to heat up yes. their soup yes. and uh, exploded the microwave and shut the school down. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, yep, there's a, uh, and my dad was in the room and helped and was just <laughs> the science teacher. You know, you're an idiot, right? <laughs> you're an idiot, right? <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, didn't, didn't we have a former coworker like, microwave a pizza box and start a small fire once yeah 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 we did yeah (laughs) yeah you know what when i was about nine the very first time i ever used a microwave because that's who my mom was uh i i i had like a leftover like panini or something i think from claim jumper (laughs) and shout out claim jumper and it was in a styrofoam. <laughs> I will never forget this. I was such an idiot. I had, uh, I thought for some reason, I. <laughs> it was in a styrofoam to-go container, and I put it in the refrigerator for like six minutes. <laughs> you mean the and microwave? I, yeah, the the sorry, the microwave <laughs> for six minutes, and oh, it shit. like the styrofoam oh. was like burned to a crisp. <laughs> And had been like welded onto the glass <laughs> in the microwave. I laugh about that like twice a year. Good okay. times. Okay, oh. dude, I'm gonna have to beep this name out. All right. Uh, but um, I I babysat the kids, you know, uh, Ernie. You remember him? What? Yeah. So like, I used to babysit his kids years and years ago. And okay. Uh, his yeah, youngest, beep that name. His How's youngest, how is that guy doing? Do you know? as far as i know he's great um uh but uh he uh his uh babysat his kid and his kid at the time was 12 and did that exact same thing with breadsticks (laughs) 
and the plate caught on fire and burned yeah. crisp. <laughs> and um, you're forgiven, man, because he was 12. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I, what, what, how long should I do this? Four minutes, I guess, like, which is an eternity <laughs> in the microwave. <laughs> apparently uh well the excuse that uh had, and i'll have to remember to beep that yes too, yes yes is, i remember uh, him yeah uh and uh uh is uh well when you bake bread it takes like half an hour <laughs> <laughs> sound logic and i will never forget that and his younger brother uh who is now a very uh, well-renowned sports attorney which is pretty cool oh uh uh called him a fucking idiot and he was 10 at the time <laughs> <laughs> and uh i'll never forget that moment either <laughs> that makes me so happy yeah well, yeah microwaves are hard that's the yeah. moral of the story we did uh we'll do the top 10s next time next when we get more because even next week we won't have too much to talk about either uh but yeah man it Thanks for <laughs> taking those trips down memory lane. What a time. Remember the time we had that coworker that told me that uh, red velvet cupcakes taste like the color red? <laughs> you remember that? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there, Ryan, here, the, the short background to this is the, our former employer had like a health challenge and there were teams and there was some sort of prize uh, allegedly. And some people had resorted to bringing in unhealthy snacks in an attempt to tempt the other teams into losing because you had to log what you ate. Yeah. Sabotage. And this woman offers me a cupcake and I was like, no, no, thank you. She was like, you don't like cupcakes. I was like, no, cupcakes are fine. And if it was red velvet, I would have one. But they aren't and, you know, whatever. And she goes, oh, okay, I like red velvet, too. And I was like, yeah. Did you know that, from what I understand, red velvet is just chocolate with red food coloring? And she goes, no, I think red velvet is chocolate with red flavor. And I was like, you know, sensing an opportunity, as I often do. As I often do. I was like, well... What does red taste like? <laughs> and she goes, I don't know, but I think some kind of vanilla. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, so the color red tastes like some sort of vanilla. And she goes, yeah. <sighs> oh, all right, cool. Anyway, I'm quitting now. <laughs> that reminds me of the student I had that said they couldn't hear vowels. <laughs> Which is a scrubs joke, by the way, or, or couldn't speak in vowels. But anyway, yeah, that, no, she yeah, was dead some, serious. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, she went through three different teachers because she couldn't understand any of them until she got I mean, to one of them who she could. Vowels are tough, man. Like, do you just hear clicks? Like, what do I do with the Y? Why is it a vowel sometimes? And would you just hear? <laughs> <laughs> Because the eyes vowel sound. Just like 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 ships passing in the night or something. <laughs> like a like a I don't know. I can't that, that I can't, sound is what made me I can't say how are you. You can't say try and say how are you without vowels. You can't because it's all vowels. Like I don't anyway, yeah. 
she uh she left me poor ratings and i got in trouble oh man that's fucking wild because i told her i couldn't speak in consonants (laughs) (laughs) so we weren't gonna get along Uh, oh yeah good times yeah uh, memory lane is memory lane is only sometimes a fun place to be but most of the time it's terrible yeah <laughs> oh shit dom it's time for the pretty neat podcast yeah i'm very excited yeah what would it take to make a fan like you listen to a man like me talk about ufc i don't know let's ask my friend dom I think you're pretty neat, but I respect your distance. Get away from my feet. Ryan Hall, why'd you gotta fall in an Aminari roll right into my balls? It's the Pretty Neat Podcast with Dominic and Aaron. Yeah. Hope you don't mind this awful rap. It's bad. It might be, but that's okay, because I spend all day talking about MMA. Okay. Calm down, try to keep 